Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor John Lindell, lead pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. I want to just talk a little bit about testimony. We've talked periodically about it, but we're going to read testimonies, then we're going to pray and believe that God's going to do, um, do it again in the lives of people. We're continuing to see so many testimonies, and it's so amazing to watch what God is doing. And it gives God glory, first of all. It inspires people's hearts to believe God for their own miracle. And I want to just show you something. It's very interesting. In 2021, we had 128 written testimonies of healing, which would be more than I'd ever seen probably in my whole ministry of just people being healed. In 2022, there was 1,348 written testimonies of healing. And already in 2023, 1,303 written testimonies of healing. So we're seeing God do some amazing things. A testimony is a written or spoken word of what God has done. Psalm 119 puts it this way, I have inherited your testimonies forever, for they are the joy of my heart. That means every miracle, every supernatural healing, every supernatural work that God has done, both in the Word of God and that we're hearing, is a part of our story. It's not just that person's heritage, it's your heritage. It's not just their inheritance, it's your and my inheritance. And so when we hear the testimonies, there's a part of what God wants us to gather from that is that he wants to do in our life what we've heard he's done in somebody else's life. The Hebrew root word for testimony we've talked about a lot means do it again. And every record of what God has done in generations past is a promise of what he's going to do again because the word of God says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same Jesus. I love that quote. I brought it up last week, brought it up Sunday from Spurgeon's message. He says, I think I may push it a little further and say what God has done once is a prophecy of what he intends to do again. Every time you and I share a testimony, we are literally prophesying this is what God wants to do. Not only that, he goes on and says whatever God has done, and he's talking about in the Bible, is to be looked upon as a precedent. We talked about it relative to raising the dead on Sunday. It's a precedent. God has raised the dead in the past. He wants to do it again today. God has healed in the past. He wants to do it again today. Every time we tell a story of what God has done, we are creating an opportunity for God's work to be uniquely done again in another person's life. Because what happens is it stirs people to believe. It stirs faith. It's a power that's released not only in their heart, but in our own heart. To that end, I would say the best thing you can do, from my own experience, is, is just talking about what God is doing. Build your faith for what God is going to do. 
In fact, as we read testimonies, I encourage you to maybe take your phone out and just quickly type, this person was healed of this, this person was healed of this, this person was healed of this, so that you have in your hand a ready record so that when you're praying and, and you're, you're just wanting to warm your heart toward the things of God, begin to recount the things that God has done. Begin to thank him for those things. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. God, I thank you that you healed this person. I thank you you healed that person. I thank you that you did this. As we begin to say those things, it begins to build our heart in terms of faith toward what he's going to do. You know, there's a number of ways in Scripture that God gets the glory, but the primary way is through what he's done. And whatever he does gives him glory. When God saves, when God heals, when he does miracles— and we don't talk about it, we're denying him the glory he deserves. So last time we looked at Psalm 78, and I'm not gonna take a long time with this, but I just wanna remind you a couple of things we saw. First of all, testimony gives praise to God. And then in Psalm 78, we saw it gives people hope. Third, it gives people supernatural courage. In fact, listen to this, Psalm 78, verse nine, the Ephraimites armed to the teeth ran off when the battle began. They were cowards to God's covenant, refused to walk by his word. Why? They forgot what he had done. When you and I forget what he's done, it makes us cowards. When you and I remember what he's done, it makes us courageous. In that sense, one of the greatest things we can do is, as we're reading through the Word of God, every time I come to something supernatural in my Bible reading, I underline it with a certain color so that I have it. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is something God did. This is something He's done in the past. This is something He wants to do again. This is something I need to recognize. And as I think of those things, it gives me courage to believe He's going to do it again. As well, to read the stories of Azusa Street, to read the stories of Smith Wigglesworth, to read the stories of Catherine Kuhlman, to read the stories of Mariah Woodworth Eder, to read the stories of different people God has used to bring his healing power in this season of the, of the life of the church, to read about those infuses me with faith to believe him for what he's going to do today and tomorrow and the next day. I would encourage you, get a biography. Go look up one on Smith Wigglesworth and, uh, and read about him. Read about Azusa Street. And we've recommended books. And uh, if you go to info at jamesriver.church, uh, we will, and ask, hey, can I get a, the list of books that would be good to read? We will send you that list of books. But uh, don't forget to give us your testimony as well. Number four. Testimony teaches others how to receive from God. Now, this is really important. It's very interesting because what happens, testimony not only builds faith in the hearts of people, but often as people, they're telling their testimony, you, you, they begin to include in it, this is what I felt, this is what happened, and it helps people at times understand how to receive from God. It's very interesting. In Mark's gospel, we read this, because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him to keep the people from crowding him. For he had healed many so that those with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. They were wanting to touch him. We read this in a parallel account in Luke, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and he was healing them all. 
This is happening at the beginning of his Galilean ministry. As you move about six months later, we read this story in Mark chapter 5 and verse 25, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Watch this. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. How does she know that? Where'd she get that idea? She'd heard the testimony of people six months earlier when power was coming from his body. And no doubt she heard somebody who said, all I had to do was touch him. And when I touched him, I was healed. So here she is. And though the crowd is huge, and though because she of her illness, she wouldn't, shouldn't be in the crowd, she's saying, I've just got to get close enough to touch him. And then we read about another 12 months later in his ministry, when they'd crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there, and soon they got out of the boat. People recognized Jesus. They ran throughout that whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was, and wherever he went in the villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak. Where'd they get that idea? They heard about a lady who said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I don't have to get a big piece. I don't even have to touch his skin. I don't have to touch his hand. I don't have to touch his foot. If I just touch the edge of his garment, I'm going to be healed. They heard about the woman and her testimony encouraged them to do something similar. And in that moment, they were healed and all who touched him were healed. Do you see that? It's the power of testimony. Because sometimes people have the idea, well, he did that for them. Will he do it for me? Absolutely. And that's what testimony is about. It shows us how God wants to work and what God does. Number five, testimony makes God's work real to us. Here's what I love in Psalm 66. It's such an interesting passage. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him. Do you know what's happening here? The psalmist is talking about when they crossed into the Jordan River. But he wasn't there. He's simply reading about it. And as he reads about the word of God, it becomes so real to him, it's as if he was there. I hope you don't read God's word so fast that you can't remember what you read. I hope you don't get on a Bible reading plan and become more committed to finishing the plan than really living in the Word. And I hope that when you read a miracle that you stop and think what that must have felt like. I hope that you, I hope you feel the mud between your toes. I hope you see the water as it's stacking up. I hope you, th- you enjoy the thrill of walking across then on, on that and seeing the, the uh, leaders of the tribes get rocks out of the, the bottom of the Jordan. I hope that you enter into what's happening and so that you rejoice with them over what God did. That's what testimony does. The psalmist wasn't physically there when they parted the Red Sea or the Jordan, but he had rejoiced. He meditated on it so much that it's as if the miracle was his. The miracles in the Bible are our miracles. 
They belong to God's people. They're our testimony. And as we meditate on them, it trains us to think from a perspective of faith that changes our life. So when you're reading the Bible, when you're hearing testimonies, I just encourage you to enter in to what God is doing. Now listen, let me, let me say this to you. You know, we've come through a really wonderful high point. Uh, the week of power was great, all that God did, my goodness. Uh, at this point, we're over 1,060 testimonies just from those five days. Stunning to have that many people healed. But I, I just want to lead you in understanding something. We're not, we're not finished with, with what God has for the church because God has something he wants to do in and through this place that will spread from this place all over the place and will result in this area experiencing a great awakening. So lean in because God is doing big things and there's more to come. In fact, I got this from somebody. I won't, I won't name them because I don't have their permission to name them, but it was pretty encouraging. Uh, a wonderful spiritual leader um, in our fellowship. He said this, he's talking about how D.L. Moody and revival happened. And then he said this personally, he said, the wind of the Holy Spirit is at your back and the velocity is picking up. Stretch out your sails. There's an acceleration of God's amazing grace forthcoming. Now listen, that's not just for me, that's for us. That God is, God is working. And there are some really amazing moments in store for us. And so we have to lean in, we have to be ready. We have to take our shoes off, make sure there's nothing getting in the way between us and the presence of the Lord. And we wanna be ready for what he's gonna do.